Ladies, today's podcast episode is specifically for somebody. I'm excited to hear who it's for. So I was in my own personal Bible time and I'm in the book of John right now, just reading it through. When I read the book of John, I try to do it at least one time a year. I read the book of John through the lens of of Jesus's eyes, his love for me. And I, I love so much about that with John. I just feel like it's such a book of love. So as I'm reading it today, I'm in chapter 17, and I want to share a little bit about what he, uh, what he, the Lord, showed me today and how much he loves me and how much he loves you. Hi, ladies. I'm Carrie, a child of God, a wife, and empty nester of 28 years to my rugged mister. We have two handsome and tall tattooed sons, two beautiful daughter-in-laws, and a fantastic grandson. Our marriage almost fell apart about five years ago due to my BS. That's before submission ways. I prayed loudly for God to change him, but I was the one that needed changing. I was mentored and our marriage is now solid, restored, and incredible. It's now my passion to help women not stay in their own BS and understand living life as a godly, submissive wife is amazing. Like I said, I really feel like this is for somebody because I have notes all prepared. I was fixing to record an episode and um, I have have another script all ready to go. And uh, as I was in my personal time, this really spoke to me. So I pray that it helps one of you today too. So when I've read the book of John before, um, like I said, I read it on repeat, at least annually. And uh, I have dealt with in the past, the spirit of rejection, the need for validation, um, the feeling of not being worthy of other people's love. And I never knew where that came from, or I shouldn't say that. I do know where that came from. Um, It came from childhood, growing up in a home with a dad that was an alcoholic. He loved me. I know that my dad loved me, yet his, he never really showed it to me. Um, He did show me, he did show me love because he would hug me and things like that. But I guess you only understand that if you grow up up if you've grown up with a, a parent that's an alcoholic it's just a tumultuous uh, childhood that you have another thing that has happened in my childhood is I am a survivor of sexual trauma and this is something that is very very new for me to talk about and to give testimony about um, mr. and I have been married for 28 years and I only told him about it maybe four or five months ago. Um, I have held that secret in me for over 40 years. And um, it's just like I said, it's something that I'm really walking through. And now I'm being able to say it out loud. And I say it out loud now because in Book of Revelations, uh, we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony that I am overcoming this because I can testify about it now. And that the freedom that's being given to me about talking about it, I pray for that freedom too for other women. Um, and I know that that's why so often I felt rejected or I needed to be validated. And the book of John has helped me with that. And that's what I want to walk through with you today. The scriptures that I'm going to read today are from John 17 
verses 9 through 13. And the chapter heading for that is Jesus prays for his disciples. So um, I'll get that to that in just a moment. But you have to realize that you as a follower of Christ, you are a disciple also. Because if you flip back to Matthew 28, um, verses 16 through 20, we're talking about here the Great Commission, and the Great Commission um, in brief is in verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we are a disciple now. So this was uh, directed to the original disciples, the original 11. However, those disciples went out and they taught other students, other disciples, to become disciples. And then those disciples went out and they taught other students to become disciples. So it's a passing on through all the generations. So generation after generation, this happened until it came to you, until it came to me. So we are now followers of Jesus and we are disciples of Jesus. Now I preface with that because in the book of John's uh, chapter 17, the chapter heading is Jesus prays for his disciples. And um, I want to go on and read 9 through 13 now. But we have to understand that even though Jesus in these red letters is talking to God about his disciples, we are now those disciples. So what Jesus is talking about for the original 11, he is talking about today for us also. Let me read it. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but those are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition, but the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. Okay, a lot of scripture there. So as I go back through when I break down verses 9 through 13, listen to the words written in red and listen to how much Jesus loves you. Listen to how much if you're feeling that you have rejection in your life and that you need to be validated or no one loves you, know that somebody, the someone loves you. So listen to this. In verse 9, it says, I pray for them. Jesus is praying for us at all time. He is interceding in prayer for us. And then he says, I do not pray for the world, but he's praying for those that God has given to him, to Jesus, and they are yours. We are God's. We are God's children. And wait, I want to stop real quick, and I want to go back to John 1. This in John 1, um, John 1, 12 and 13, bear with me. Listen, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Those are the two scriptures. Highlight them in your Bible and make an arrow to it and, and write, 
My identity is in Christ. Because what this scripture, John 1, 12 and 13 is saying, if you've received him, you have become a child of God. And it's an inheritance. It's a it's a royalty that you have been given. I call myself princess now because if God is the king, the daughter of the king is a princess. And that's how we have to see ourselves. And we have to know that about ourselves. So before we can go on to the rest of the scriptures, highlight those, John 1, 12, and 13. Underline the words that speak to you. I've underlined as received him. I've underlined to become children of God. And I've underlined those who believe in his name. And I've circled the word believe because it's so important to understand that it's not of the the flesh father that gave us birth. It's through Jesus, through our Abba Father, that we can have eternal life. Now flip back to John 17, verse 10. And all are mine are yours and yours are mine. So God is Jesus is talking to God there and he's saying, who are mine or yours and who are yours are mine. We are them. (laughs) We are those people. And then it ends with, and I am glorified in them. So when we have Jesus, when we know Jesus and the Holy Spirit inside of us, we should be giving glory to Jesus in all of our actions and everything we do. People should be able to see Jesus through us. I've heard our pastor say that we could be the only Bible that people ever read. And if you slow down and you really think about that, that's a tall order to handle. But we can do it because we're in our Bibles, we're praying to Jesus, and we're showing others him shining through us. Verse 11 goes on to talk about the unity that Jesus wants between all of us as followers of him. It ends with, uh, you have given me that they may be one as we are. And we is capitalized. And I love that because that shows the union between God and Jesus, even though they're individual persons, that they are one. And Jesus wants the same from us, that we are all one. So sister, I say that to you, that if you're feeling alone or you're feeling disconnected from people, that you have no one in your court, rethink it. You do. And God wants us united. He wants us together. And that's why I'm now sharing the additional testimony that I have about sexual trauma, because I want others to know that they're never, ever, ever alone in anything that they've experienced in life. And God needs each of us as his willing vessels to go out and make disciples, just like it talked about in the Great Commission, but to also Go out and help each other while we're making disciples. He wants us united. He wants us holding hands together. And he wants us helping each other to overcome and break through past bondages. And he wants us united. He wants us together because we are in the world. Even though we have the Holy Spirit living in us and we're not to act like the world, we're still in the world. We still have to go out to um, the grocery store every day or go to our jobs or interact with uh, family members that are pre-believers. Things like that, that we need to know we are his child and we can shine his glory by being in him and by being together and by being with other Christians. 
In verse 12, Jesus is talking to God and saying that while I was in the world, I kept them in your name, but down to 13, but now I come to you because Jesus died on the cross for us and now he's at the right hand of the throne of God. But we're here in the world, and we're here in the world doing his work with the Holy Spirit's guidance inside of us. So verse 13 says, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they, us, us the followers of Christ, may have my joy fulfilled in them. Sister, you can have the joy of Jesus today. You can have the joy that he left for us by knowing him, by resting in him, by going to him, by identifying yourself as a child of Christ. And always remember joy. Joy is so much different than happiness. We can be happy, but happy is temporary. Happy is thinking about an ice cream sundae, going and getting it, enjoying it. We're happy in the moment, but that passes away. Joy is that feeling, that knowing deep inside of you, and it comes from the love of Jesus and knowing that nothing can separate us from his love. When we have that joy, which is a fruit of the spirit, we can go forward in life every single day. We can carry on in the storms. We can help others in their battles because we have that joy inside of us. I'm certain that this episode was for someone specific. And if it was you, please reach out to me and let me know how it touched you. I do want to pray for everybody today as we end this episode. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the sisters that have listened to this episode today. I know that you draw them close to me um, just so that we are all united, that we are together just as your words written in red specify us to do. And Father God, just as your verses talked about too, that joy that we are fulfilled in your joy that you have left for us. So I pray this joy over everyone that's listening today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that anyone that is experiencing pain from their past, whether it's sexual abuse or um, being lost or being abandoned or whatever the thing is, that that spirit of rejection is not allowed in their life, that that chain is broken in Jesus' name. And I rebuke the enemy and his, his words that he speaks to her. We will not listen to them any longer, Jesus. We will rely on your word and the words written in red and the love that you share to us because we know that we are a child of God. I thank you, Jesus, and I bless this blessing in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I am grateful for your time today. I pray this message has inspired you to edify your marriage. Please tell a friend about this LHO ministry. Share, subscribe to this podcast, and follow along on social media. Together, we can honor God's word by removing the BS on wives and showing others there is freedom in living as a godly wife.